0: Welcome to Defending Digital, I'm Chad Warner. Today's topic, how to increase the security and privacy of Windows 10. Microsoft Windows is the dominant desktop operating system, running on over 65% of desktops and laptops in the US, and over 77% in the world. That's a lot of Windows PCs. You store a lot of data on your PC, and use it to access your online data, so it's critical that you set your security and privacy settings. Windows 10 collects much more data about its users than previous versions of Windows. Unfortunately, there are changes you can make to increase the security and privacy of Windows 10. For some settings, I don't, recommend, I don't have a recommendation related to security or privacy, so I'm not gonna describe those as I go through this. Um, so for those settings, you can feel free to keep the defaults or just choose them based on your preferences. Now, each new version of Windows 10, um, so 1903, 1909, 2004, etc., includes new settings and may change your existing settings. So be sure to go through this guide each time that you upgrade Windows to a new version. Let's start with Windows settings. To open Windows settings, click the start button, which is the Windows icon in the lower left corner of your screen, and then click the settings icon, which looks like a gear above it. And then we'll go through those settings in order. Uh, Now, just a note that this may be a little bit difficult to follow in audio, and if you find that it is, you can find the blog post at defendingdigital.com. And there, it's all written out in text and with screenshots and also a video walkthrough. All right, let's start with uh, System. So we're in the Windows Settings screen, and then click on System, and on the left, click Notifications and Actions. I recommend toggling off Show Notifications on the lock screen, and Show Reminders and Incoming VoIP Calls on the lock screen, because notifications can reveal sensitive data, things like messages and calendar reminders. Next, click Personalization. On the left, click the lock screen, And at the bottom of the screen, click the screen timeout settings. Then you want to set the screen to turn off after a few minutes. This will lock the screen, preventing others from using your account. Uh, If you got lost there and getting to personalization, um, just on the left, you'll click home and that goes back to the uh, Windows settings. All right, then uh, apps. So go back to uh, home up in the top left, and then that'll take you back to Windows settings and then click apps. Set installing apps to warn me before installing apps from outside the store. Getting apps from outside the Microsoft store, such as from a third party website is riskier than from getting them inside the store. Go through the apps and features list and for any that you don't truly need, click the app, then click uninstall. Apps and features that are built into Windows can't cannot be uninstalled, so the button will be grayed out. On the left, click Home to return to Windows Settings, and then click Accounts. To log into Windows, you can use a Microsoft account or a local account. A Microsoft account syncs many of your settings to Microsoft servers, which is convenient. However, it also allows Microsoft to collect a huge amount of data about you and how you use your PC. So I highly recommend using a local account. Another option is to create a separate Microsoft account that you just use for Windows and don't use for anything else. You don't use it for your Outlook email or for Skype or anything else. If your account is already a Microsoft account, you can switch it to a local account by clicking sign in with a local account instead. On the left, click sign in options and then set require sign in to when PC wakes up from sleep. That will require your password when the PC wakes up. For an easier way to sign into your PC, you can set up Windows Hello or picture password. If you choose picture password, choose a complex pattern with a mix of circles, lines, and taps. If you use a traditional password that you type in, make sure that it is a long, strong password, 15 plus characters with a mix of uppercase, lowercase, numbers, and special characters. You'll need to memorize it, but I do recommend that you save it in a password manager, such as LastPass, in case you forget. Cortana is Microsoft's Digital Assistant, the equivalent of Amazon's Alexa, Apple's Siri, and Google's Google Assistant. In order to work, Cortana sends a lot of data about what you say, type, and do to Microsoft. Unfortunately, Windows 10 does not have an option to disable Cortana. The easiest way to get close is to remove the search bar from the taskbar. Right-click the taskbar, click Cortana, then Hidden. Now, in order to navigate with removing the search bar, you'll have to do more clicking, um, but you can still search within File Explorer. If you truly want to rid your PC of Cortana, there's a way to do it by modifying the registry. Uh, I've got a link to how to do that in the blog post that goes along with this episode at defendingdigital.com. If you choose not to do that, then I highly recommend that you limit Cortana's functionality. On the left, click Home to return to the Windows Home settings, then click Cortana. So you'll see Let Cortana Respond to Hey Cortana. Uh, Toggle that off to prevent Cortana from constantly listening. Then you'll see, let Cortana listen for my commands when I press the Windows logo key, plus C. Uh, You can toggle that on if you want to use Cortana, but control when it listens. Then there's use Cortana even when my device is locked. You can toggle that off to prevent others from using Cortana when your screen is locked. On the left, click permissions and history, and then click Manage manage the information Cortana can access from this device. There you want to toggle off any items that you don't want Cortana to have access to. Next, click the back arrow in the top left of the screen to go back to permissions and history, and then toggle off any items that you don't want Cortana to have access to. Now, Microsoft has a page, a support page, that um, is called Cortana and privacy, uh, and I want to just read some pieces out of that. So these are all quotes straight from that uh, document. Quote, to provide you with personalized experiences, Cortana learns from certain data about you, such as your searches, calendar, contacts, and location. You're in control of how much data you share with Cortana. When you use your voice to say something to Cortana or invoke skills, Microsoft uses your voice data to improve Cortana's understanding of how you speak, as well as to improve other Microsoft products and services that use speech recognition and intent understanding. This may include transcription of audio recordings by Microsoft employees and vendors, subject to procedures designed to protect users' privacy, including taking steps to de-identify data. On occasion, when the Hey Cortana feature is on, Cortana may inadvertently be activated in response to misunderstanding words being spoken. Signing out of Cortana on your device stops Cortana's data collection and use on that device, and clears the interests and data on that device. But signing out won't clear the data that's already saved in the notebook, or in the privacy dashboard. On Windows, even after you've signed out of Cortana, characters you type into the taskbar search box are automatically sent to Bing to help enable better search recommendations. If you would prefer not to send any character data to Microsoft, you can choose not to use the search search box. You can also hide Cortana in Windows, end quote. So hiding Cortana, that was uh, what I described a couple minutes ago. All right, next uh, let's click home to go back to the Windows settings. And then click privacy and you'll see let apps use advertising id to make ads more interesting to you based on your app activity toggle that off to reduce the amount of data that microsoft collects about you and i recommend toggling off the other items on that general screen unless you truly need them on the left click speech and toggle off uh, any uh, toggle that off unless you want to speak to a katana or dictate to windows and then um some information from the uh, Microsoft's privacy statement. Um, This is a quote, when you use the Microsoft's cloud-based speech recognition service, Microsoft collects and uses your voice recordings to create a text transcription of the spoken words in the voice data, end quote. On the left, click inking and typing personalization, and then toggle that off to prevent Microsoft from collecting what you type and handwrite. Then on the left, click diagnostics and feedback. I generally like to share data that helps make software and services better, as long as my data is anonymized. However, I'm not comfortable with Microsoft's privacy statement about this diagnostic data, so I recommend choosing basic and then toggling off all the options. Um, You can also scroll down and click delete to delete diagnostic data Microsoft has. Um, So another quote from the privacy statement related to this, quote, this data is transmitted to Microsoft and stored with one or more unique identifiers that can help us recognize an individual user on an individual device and understand the device's service issues and use patterns," end quote. On the left, click Activity History. I recommend unchecking all the boxes unless you truly need them. You can click Clear to delete Activity History. On the left, click Location. It will show if location is on or off. You can click Change if you want to change that setting. Uh, just a note that the location must be on if you want to use Find My Device. That lets you remotely locate your PC. Uh, and also lock it. Uh, You can toggle off um, allow apps to access your location unless you truly need it. And click clear if you want to clear the location history. Then in the list of apps, toggle off all those except those that truly need your location. The steps for the next few screens are the same. Um, So camera, microphone, account info, um, a whole bunch of them down to radios. You'll click on it, look at the list of apps, toggle off all those except those that truly need the access Um, or if you want to completely disable access you can just change the access to off at the top of the screen so again you'll go through camera microphone account info contacts calendar call history email tasks messaging and radios and follow those steps then on the left click other devices if you will not be pairing your PC to other devices you can toggle that off otherwise you can configure that screen as needed And then uh, the final four screens there, documents, pictures, videos, and file system, those all act similarly. Um, So you'll look at the list of apps and toggle off all those um, that don't truly need the access, or you can completely disable the access by changing the access to off. All right, now on the left, click Home to return to Windows Settings, and then click Update and Security then click advanced options and there are two things that you want to make sure are toggled on give me updates for other microsoft products when i update windows and show a notification when your pc requires a restart to finish updating then click the back arrow in the top left of the screen to go back to update and security and click windows security now if any of those icons shows a yellow warning icon click it to see what needs to be done Windows 10 has an optional feature called Controlled Folder Access that can be annoying, but it does increase your protection against ransomware. So, in the blog post that goes to this episode, I've got a link um, to an article that explains how to use that, um, so you can check that out if you would like. Now on the left, click Backup, and if you have an external drive that you can back up to, connect it, and then click Add a Drive and select it. On the left, click Find My Device. Uh, this is that setting that allows you to remotely find or lock your PC if it's lost or stolen. So I do recommend setting that to on, uh, but unfortunately that does require you to have your location enabled and it requires that you sign into Windows with a Microsoft account rather than a local account. So you'll have to decide if you would uh, like to make that tradeoff. So we've been going through Windows itself. Um, there's also a Mi- Microsoft Privacy Dashboard, which you can get to through the web from any machine at account microsoft.com slash privacy. And there you can see and delete a lot of data that Microsoft has collected about you. Um, so you'll see a bunch of tabs there, starting with overview and then my activity. So click my activity, and then on the left click apps and services. And then you'll see on the right that you can click clear to clear an individual item, or you can uh, click clear activity in the top right of, uh, of the list that you see there to clear all the activity on the screen. And you can repeat that for each other data type. So you'll see on the left, there are uh, data types, voice, search, browse, media, locations. So go through each of those and clear as needed. Then uh, click the Cortana's notebook tab and look at the data that's there. And then on the right, you can click clear Cortana data if you want. And you can repeat that for each category, commute and traffic, Cortana tips, etc. Then click the add settings tab. And uh, I recommend toggling that off to reduce the amount of data that Microsoft collects about you. Back up your Windows 10 PC. I recommend backing up regularly and backing up to an external drive as well as to the cloud. Why back up to an external drive? Well, if you need to restore a lot of data, it's much faster to restore from an external drive than to download from the cloud. Why would you use cloud backup? If your PC is hit by fire, a flood, or some other disaster, or it gets stolen, um, then it's likely that your external drive would suffer the same fate as your PC. So as I mentioned earlier, I recommend using Windows File History to back up to an external drive, and I recommend doing that at least weekly. There are many cloud backup providers. Uh, I recommend choosing one that lets you set your own private encryption key. I've done a previous episode on that. There's also a blog post on that. in terms of services, I recommend iDrive. You can find that at defendingdigital.com go slash iDrive. That's the letter I, drive. Um, but some others are iDrive, Spider Oak, Backblaze, Mosey, Carbonite, Acronis, Sync, and Trezorit. Windows 10 anti-malware. Windows Defender, which is built into Windows, has earned high ratings from independent test labs, and it's sufficient for most users. It's a good idea to run Windows Defender offline monthly to check for rootkits. To run it, you click start, settings, update and security, Windows security, virus and threat protection, and then scan options. And then you can select Windows Defender offline scan and click scan now. And that will reboot your PC and run the offline scan. If you visit shady websites or install shady software, or you have kids that love to explore the web on your PC, then you may want to use third-party anti-malware. So the Windows anti-malware that has had the best test results from independent test labs um, are Avast Free Antivirus, AVG Internet Security, and AVG Free Antivirus, Avira Antivirus Pro, Bitdefender Internet Security, ESET Internet Security, F-Secure Safe, Kaspersky Internet Security, McAfee Internet Security, Microsoft Windows Defender, which is included in Windows, Norton Security, Trend Micro Internet Security, and Viper Advanced Security. Uh, you can find links to all those in the blog post. Bitdefender's software has consistently earned high ratings from multiple organizations over the years, and I recommend it. You can find it at defendingdigital.com go bitdefender bitdefender.com. Dash internet security Disk encryption. Encrypting your entire disk is one of the best things you can do to secure your PC, because it means that if someone steals your PC, they won't be able to see or copy your data off the disk. Windows 10 offers two forms of disk encryption, device encryption and BitLocker. Your PC may come with drive encryption or BitLocker enabled. If it doesn't, you can try to enable device encryption by clicking Start Settings Update and Security Device Encryption. If you don't see the device encryption option, it's not available for your PC. Next, if you have Windows 10 Pro, not home, you can enable BitLocker. So you can type BitLocker into the search box or press the Windows and X keys to open Control Panel, then click System and Security, then BitLocker Drive Encryption, then turn on BitLocker. If none of these options work for you, you can use the free VeraCrypt to encrypt your entire disk. I've got a link to an article that walks you through that in the blog post that goes along with this episode. Microsoft Family Parental Controls. If your kids will use a Windows PC, you can use the parental controls to set screen time limits and restrict access to content. And I have a link that explains how to do that in the blog post. Using Windows 10 safely. A few other tips. Install all software updates for Windows and apps as soon as they're available. You should set your device to do this automatically. Um, We've already walked through that but also watch for any update prompts. Be careful what access you grant to apps. When an app asks for access to your camera, microphone, contacts, location, etc., think carefully about whether it truly needs that access. You can always grant the access later if you change your mind. Use a standard account, not an administrator account, for your regular use. This limits the damage that malware, or you accidentally, can do to your PC. You can create a standard account for yourself or others by clicking Settings, Accounts, Family and Other Users, add someone else to this PC. You can change the account type of an existing account by on that same Family and Other Users screen, clicking Change Account Type below a user. Don't use public Wi-Fi for anything sensitive because you're using an insecure, untrusted network. Instead, use your device's mobile or cellular data, or use a VPN to protect your traffic when using public Wi-Fi. I like Proton VPN. Regularly delete unnecessary apps. This decreases your attack surface. It limits the ways that your PC could be compromised. Be sure to also secure your Microsoft account. So that would be well, signing in at Microsoft.com or any of the other kind of Microsoft websites. Um, you want to set a strong password and also enable two-factor authentication. Erase your PC before you sell or donate, donate it you can use Windows Reset This PC feature with the Remove Everything option and the Remove Files and Clean the Drive option. So there are some instructions on how to do that. I've got a link in the blog post that goes with the episode. Uh, There are also more security and privacy guides for other operating systems and other browsers and other software, uh, which you can find at defendingdigital.com and then click on Guides. If you are enjoying the podcast, love it if you tell a friend about it um, and also point them over to the Defending Digital website for more resources. Thanks.